0: As I said earlier, we're going to stay in Romans for a little while longer. I said last week, even as I said it, it didn't make sense to me. I think I was just in a different state of mind. I was like, we've gotten all this way through Romans. We've talked about the kingdom of God and why we follow Jesus Christ with Paul the Apostle. And then on the very first week that we talked about application and what it means for us to live the Christian life, I said, this is going to be the last week. And as I thought through the week, I was like, we've got to spend some more time looking at the rest of the book of Romans, because as I read it, it just got, it became more pronounced and more powerful as I read it. We need to read the next part of Romans together. So the next four weeks, including this week, we're going to continue each chapter in the book of Romans. So forgive me for my statement last week, because we've got to stay here just a little while longer. So today we're going to read from chapter 13, and we're going to do 14, 15, and 16 as well. So here now the Word of God, Romans chapter 13, 8 through 14. And I think Harper might read it with me. I'm not sure. <laughs> Owe no one anything except to love one another. For the one who loves another has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, you shall not covet. And any other commandment are summed up in this word. Love your neighbor as yourself. Love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Besides this, you know what time it is, how it is now the moment for you to wake from sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The night is far gone. The day is near. Let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day, not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. This is the Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord God, I pray that you would speak through me, but if not, you would speak in spite of me, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. But some of us participated in the solar eclipse recently, and some of us weren't able to see everything. We got about 20 minutes out of that solar eclipse, but it was actually a really exciting moment just when it started to get darker. Anyone stand out on their lawns, underneath the clouds, even though you didn't see the actual eclipse happen? Suddenly, it became like twilight, and your eyes almost had to adjust, and things began to change. Anyone hearing any roosters crowing around that time? <laughs> Weird things happened? Yeah, animals didn't know what to do, but things were changing. I heard one minister, he was talking about it, and he said uh, the cows went crazy around that time. And then all of a sudden, it was dark. It was just it was flat out dark. The street lights came on on the school street on our neighbor's yard and our yard in the back. I and mean, everything just felt funny. And, and the weird thing is it's nighttime, right, for, a, for just a few minutes. I think it was two minutes that you had nighttime in the middle of the day. And then it started getting brighter. And I Ransom was out on the front lawn, and he started dancing when the lights started coming back. He was so excited what was happening. He was screaming, like, I call it, it sounds like a little piggy to me, (laughs) but it was just so exciting for him, but then the light came back, even with the clouds up there, the light came back, and we knew that it was day again, and you know, it seems so simple, but there's this supernatural act that's happening that seemed to change everything on that day, and we won't forget the simple cosmological reality, it was phenomenal. But if you you didn't go and see it, if you didn't experience it, you're like, oh, whatever. (laughs) It doesn't make any, who cares? But if you're in the middle of it, you were standing all alone, and you just experienced it yourself, it got dark during the day. And then it got light again. That was pretty awesome. And you know what? It wasn't a switch. It was just part of God's processes in the universe doing what they do. The moon and the sun aligned. And we had darkness. But then the light came back again. What's exciting about our scripture today is it's talking about putting on armor of light. It's about putting on Jesus Christ. And and what does that mean for us as Christians? And really what it means is when you put on the armor of light, it's talking about our character. And Paul, when he talks about our character, talks about how imminent it is as Christians. With Jesus, who may return at any time, Paul thought it was going to be in his generation. My grandma thought it was going to be in her generation. It might be during our generation that Jesus returns. So in the scripture today, we see some of that imminence. Paul was pleading with the Romans of his day and saying, the kingdom of God is breaking into this world. Jesus is going to return one day, and you need to be living the reality of the kingdom of God now in this world. Because when Jesus comes, he's going to see what you've done in the light. Armor of light, right? It's like when you're in the dark, no one sees it. I've I've heard statistics, and if there's a, you know, any police officers here or people who served, you can let me know if, if this is true or not. But I've heard that a lot of the crime happens at night when no one's looking. A lot of things—the fights, the 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 anger, the stealing, the thing, the break-ins. Those kind of things happen when the darkness comes and the light. No one can see. But what happens when you become a Christian, you accept Christ in your life, and you begin to walk as a Christian, your character becomes very important because your life becomes lighted up. You walk in in the presence of Jesus Christ, and what you do matters for yourself and your family, because... If you're saying you're a Christian and you love your neighbor and you love God and you yell and scream at everybody and get into fist fights, and do all kinds of things that make you look like you're not a Christian, guess what? You're not being a Christian. But if you take care of your character, if you actually live out the words love your neighbor, you begin to fulfill the law in the Old Testament. Has anyone ever read Leviticus, by the way? Who here has read Leviticus? And maybe you don't want to admit it. (laughs) Because it is a hard, you were confused when you read it. But the law had some heavy stuff in it. But when Jesus came, He said, I came to fulfill the law. And what He meant by that, He said, I am going to love everybody that comes in front of me. Even when He was pushing tables up in the temple, He was being loving. Because He was taking care of people that were being taken advantage of by others. He doesn't want us getting taken advantage of and He doesn't want us to take advantage of anybody. He loves both sides. You've probably seen the meme online or seen people say it. Uh, this is one of my favorite lines. It says, I didn't know that being like Jesus or what would Jesus do could include flipping tables over and being angry. <laughs> but again, it's about loving people, that holy anger. But also that loving, tender care, healing people. In the scriptures, if you look at all the scriptures in the Bible, of what Jesus did in his ministry in Galilee and Jerusalem and all around, the number one thing he did was heal people. He didn't tell people what they did wrong, but he came and he healed people. He loved them. He placed his hands upon them. And by faith, people began to be healed. And people actually came back to life in his presence. Of course, that's God in the midst of us, Right. But by faith, all things become powerful and become possible. And in the light, that's what happens. When you walk in the light and not darkness, when you take care of your character, when you pray for people, when you put others before yourself, good things begin to happen. And I think that God created us to be that way. you think that? you think God created us to think, you know, first for ourselves and then for others? I've heard that. I've heard that you need to take care of number one first. But often what happens (coughs) is, When you're taking care of number one, you forget about others. I found that when you put others first, you want to take care of yourself more so that you can take care of others more. So you you know, others than self actually takes care of yourself. And I've heard that people who go into philanthropy, people who begin to take up big purposes and big dreams, and the family that I'm thinking of is the Lacos. Uh, they they heard that some people in the community Couldn't go back home to be home on Thanksgiving. And they found out there's a lot of people in the community in in the Bluffton, Hilton Head, Sun City area. And they said, you know, we're going to provide a Thanksgiving dinner for anybody who comes because we don't want anyone to be alone on Thanksgiving. And they were thinking about others. And they started doing it. And a few hundred people came the first time, a few hundred more the next year. By the time that they reached, what their capacity was, fourteen hundred people were coming for Thanksgiving meals because they were serving others. And when you talk to them, they say there's nothing better than the hard work that they do, and they spend half the year getting the five hundred volunteers already for that one day. And start a soup kitchen after that at the church, and all these kind of things just keep falling line. And they are people who are doing things. I let you know they're a little wild, <laughs> you know. They, they they have they kind of go by their own tune. But they know that other people are more important than just taking care of number one. You can do that. Put on that armor of light. Let Christ saturate you. Get into you. Every part of your being. When no one's around, are you putting on Christ? Are your thoughts in the light? Is your heart in the light? When you're in the traffic, And someone gives you the finger. Are you in the light at that moment? Yeah. I got some stories about some some folks I've seen not being so Christ-like when something like that happens on the road. Can't say I've always had the best attitude myself. But we ought to try. Not because that's what saves you. And I tell you, good works do not save you. But because we are saved, and we have the light. It's worth it. And life is better when we walk together in it. Jesus is awesome. And we're better with Him. Amen?